0: National Soccer Podcast. I'm Drake Hills alongside my co host, producer Nick, aka Nick Gray, and we are here to discuss some news and, of course, a report coming out of the Athletic with Sam Stay, School, Jeff Reuter, Paul Tenorio, and Pablo Mara. We are now informed, according to the Athletic, that there is a potential regular season resume after what was originally reported as a tournament like competition in Orlando that would potentially start at the end of June or early July at, uh, at the earliest. Now, The Athletic is reporting that there is a possibility that a regular season could resume, and if so, Nashville SC would move to the Eastern Conference. Nashville SC is currently in the Western Conference. If this were to take place, Nashville would be the 14th team in the Eastern Conference, while the Western Conference with the only 12 teams. Currently, the 26 teams are sliced right down the middle with 13 in the East and 13 in the West. Now, Of course, with this tournament style, there have been an extra additional set of reporting done by the Athletics who report that this tournament would be headed by four groups in which the current MLS Cup champion, Seattle Sounders, as well as the Supporters' Shield, I guess you could say host, if you will, would be LAFC. The host city would be Orlando City. And then, of course, you have Atlanta United being the U.S. Open Cup champion. Those four clubs would head these four divisions, and they would have some sort of knockout, you know, round, round table and then knockout competition, in which each club would be playing five games. Now, there isn't necessarily a determination as to what this means for the regular season, is this more of a bid season tournament, uh, or is this essentially just going to proceed points and get the standings back up again? But, of course, the big nugget here is the fact that Nashville SC would pretty much rid of its dangerous on-the-road Western Conference schedule that they would no longer be going to the Vancouver, the Los Angeles, for you know, potentially a full two weeks. Instead, they would be playing in the Eastern Conference where they would be back alongside their southern new rival, Atlanta United, as well as Orlando, Inter-Miami, D.C. United, Philadelphia Union, New York, Red Bulls, New York City FC, and the like. So, Nick Gray, what do you think about this?
1: First, it, that was a, a handful. There's a lot going on you know, there. It was
0: definitely an in-and-out double-double.
1: There's a lot going on there. South
0: Island, Animal Pride, Right. Milk- all right,
1: right. Uh, you know, the tournament. I know it says on the athletics uh, report that the the no decisions have been made about what they're going to play, for, what they're going to call the trophy, or what the prize money might be if you win such a tournament. But I, I understand they're trying to play enough games to recoup the money from their television partners, and uh, you know, to meet whatever quotas they have for games that need to be televised. I understand that. It just kinda seems I, I I said this on our last episode. Does it seem a little gimmicky to you? No I, I know you're trying to get soccer on the field. Gimmicky,
0: but I I would I would say that there is a clear intent that MLS is trying to recoup as much funding as possible, that they are trying to take advantage of the stoppage of all professional sports and all, you know, big time collegiate sports that would be on ESPN, that would be on Fox right now. And when it comes to this tournament, I think for players, I mean, obviously, the, the, there hasn't been any movement on their part. Uh, for those who don't know, Alejandro Bedoya, um, really a representative and a highly regarded and respected player in terms of the Players Association and just anyone in the league, called this tournament basically a, a luxurious prison, if you will, uh, in terms of in, in when he was talking about what this tournament in Orlando would be. It would be uh, reportedly at the ESPN Wild World Sports Complex, and it would they would be housed in another hotel, which is also owned by Disney. So there would essentially be like a, a team camp. This is really what it is, is a team camp. If you have played high school sports, if you've played club and travel sports, you know what a team camp is. It's really just a, a mini-competition housed by... Some sort of you know higher level league or higher level uh, club or organization in which everyone is pretty much at the exact same location. All the games are at one place, and you're staying in one place. You're lodging in one place. That's really what this this is—a is team camp. Um, but to go back on what I said earlier, actually, the athletic is reporting, according to its sources, that these group stage games are these four groups that would potentially be formatted that the results from that would count to MLS league standings with the intention, I'm quoting here, with the intention being for clubs eventually to continue to play regular season games in their home markets later in the year. And they're saying that not necessarily, there's no decision, as you said, Nick, about who, like if you do go undefeated and you beat everybody, there isn't necessarily a prize in place or a trophy in place. But I just think that this is interesting as well for, for Nashville because obviously as we talked about on podcast before and that I've talked to on other interviews the fact that they would have to go at the end of June and the beginning of July to have to go to la they would go play laFC and then they would go play la galaxy and, and between that would be a huge gap mind you there's a 2,000 must plow uh, 2,000 must plus, plus mile plane ride excuse my gibberish and then, of course, you still have to go to Vancouver on decision day. You have to go to Seattle. You know, you, luckily you played Portland. You know, in the second match of the of the season, but you still have to go to San Jose. I mean, there's a lot of trips here that aren't being, you know, really talked about. And I think that's what we should be talking about is essentially if this regular season does resume for this for 2020, that Nashville SC is pretty much off the hook potentially with a lot of. Rigorous travel, a lot of, you know, mileage on the body. Having to, you know, play a match, let's say on a Saturday, and then you have to go all the way out to the West Coast on a Wednesday. I mean, that would be pretty tough.
1: One hundred percent. And uh, we know that the long, you know, we don't know the long-term ramifications of, uh, and, and I guess they're really not long-term. I think the expectation is that Nashville SC is eventually going to be in the Eastern Conference. That I think that would be a move that hopefully, given the sensibilities and given that there's so you know uncertain even so far as the 2021 season, hopefully Nashville SC gets to just be in the eastern Conference and and that will be where they're at in 2021. You know we know now at least through this report that if this kind this this plan materializes. That they'll be in there in 2020, keep them there in 2021, and start building the rivalries and the uh, knowledge of the fan base of the Eastern Conference. I think that'd be uh, good. I think that'd be good for Nashville SC. I think it's something that they should have pushed for from the outset. I know that that wasn't necessarily reasonable, given that you had Miami come in at the same same time and it was going to be you know unbalanced at to begin with. But I think it's going to be unbalanced now, and you just got to you know. Take the unbalance. That's that's gonna be okay. That'll be okay in twenty twenty one. And I think that's gonna be a good thing.
0: Yeah, and I think that the imbalance is really inevitable, but I you know, as I said before, you might as well get it out the way now if you're in this, you know orthodox, you know, unprecedented, kind of unforeseen tournament in one location where they're gonna be moving Nashua National S C into one of the western or the excuse me that one of the eastern conference groups. I think you might as well do it now, so that you know, when this this whole thing blows over, that that portion of transition is already out of the way. Um, and when it comes to a resuming of the regular season, the fact that there is a potential that that is going to happen may help a lot of what Nashville is, is doing. That gives them a lot more time to prepare. I think you know you're not traveling as you're not using that one day in the week to travel you have that day to stay at home to stay training and, and i think that's that's good for nashville but i'm just shocked that really a uh, regular season is still in play here i was i was expecting that the orlando project would would be a somewhat of a you know you play in a round robin in your group and then you get out of the group and it becomes a knockout pretty much like any champions league um competition in any continent but if for those who are familiar with the UEFA Champions League, obviously you have your group stage and then you have the top two qualify out of that stage and they get to the knockout stage. And I was thinking that's how they were going to essentially complete the season. Uh, And obviously you would take a little bit more time possibly playing the group stage in Orlando and then having some sort of break and then beginning the knockout stage in home markets. That was what I was originally thinking. Um, is, is that still a possibility? I'm not sure. It seems as if this would this tournament would be in Orlando, and then as soon as uh, the regular season would begin, it would be back to some sort of normalcy where teams are playing in their home markets again.
1: My my another question I would have, and this is more of a concern the staffing. You you have teams where staffing, you know, hopefully it's not an issue, but if it is, you're talking about how give, making sure number one. That your team is prepared enough and fit enough, and is safe enough to go to Orlando. Number two, the functionality of being in Orlando, making sure that they're safe in there, uh, that everything that happens, you know, is done, you know, done with safety in mind. That they're quarantining, they're doing everything correctly there. Not to mention the fact that oh, you're going to be playing at least five games in Orlando, and then number three. Making sure that you're prepared for your home, you know that your home venues and, and all your ducks are in a row, so you can prepare to either travel or host games in the regular season. Hopefully, that's not too big of an ask at this point in time, given the climate of this pandemic and the fact that things seem to be in flux. Hopefully, there's enough time and there's enough manpower and there's enough energy to do all those things correctly for all t- all the MLS teams. Who will have to do it? Um, it's it's going to be interesting, and you're in, and even more so. I, I know Nashville. That's Nashville to Orlando. That's a two-hour flight or less. You're going to have to ask the same thing for teams who are going to have to take flights and 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 long long flights. So I hope that the the resources are in place to execute something as so far as a tournament leading into a regular season, leading into whatever they do after that.
0: Yeah, and as I mentioned, we obviously have another episode in which we talked about you know, certain players and someone like Alejandro Bedoya who is quite vocal with this, not just for Nashville FC, but just any MLS club having to go along with this Orlando plan, being very vocal. You know, Alejandro Bedoya, the captain for Philadelphia Union, and then, of course, as you mentioned with the LA clubs, LAFC is you know top player, and Carlos Vela, and as well as Ella Galaxy's top player and Javier Chicharito Hernandez, those the trio of them, as well as Orlando's own Orlando City, Nani, you know, former Manchester United player, have been very vocal in against, maybe not necessarily against, but in concern with how this plan would go about. And so there still is a lot of questions. Um, the target date, according to the Athletic, is July 3rd when they would want to start this. But it definitely seems as if teams aren't necessarily... And its players aren't necessarily, you know, ready for this to begin. It's certainly a lot to be discussed, but we will keep you updated. Uh, Drake Hills, Nick Gray, we're signing off. This is plugged in a national soccer podcast.